welcome back to Recalibragency. I'm joined today by Paul Murphy, the principal at 3 Advance. And today we're going to be talking about some of the lessons that he's learned in reinventing his agency as technologies change and some of the principles that you should be applying to yours as well. So Paul, thank you for joining us today. Did you have any challenges as you have iterated your service mix in of bringing the team along and getting their skill sets aligned with the new services that you were offering? Yeah, good question. Um, again, another huge benefit of an agency, right, is that we are often learning with other people's money. And I don't mean to say that we're, you know, that we're stuck doing things that are just for the sake of it, but we're, we get an opportunity to learn on the job, and especially with Web3 and blockchain. Like the reality is we're opening, we're opening engagement with clients that we're very open about, but this hasn't been built before. Even the tech we're using on a large project that we've been working on for the last nine months, the tool sets weren't available when we started this project. And going into this, we knew that this was a, this was a whole new space, but giving, getting trust from, from a client and from working with them before and them understanding you know, our, our ethos and, and, and our trustworthiness and our dedication to the same cause that they have, you know, they've given us a space to actually learn this thing. And it's um, so like that, that's a huge benefit, as I say, of an agency, because you can spend that time, you know, doing R&D and being funded for it rather than take nine months on a pet project, which would be very expensive and, you know, not your core focus and, and, and not as likely to be successful. So that's one right, huge thing. Right. And, and then I think for, you know, for team members, then it's like, you know, our hiring over the last six months, definitely, certainly this year is based around like, you know, aptitude and attitude are the two things that are so most important when we hire. Um, aptitude and experience are really, really important. But if team members are not coming in with this attitude of wanting to learn and be part of a team and want to learn from other people. And, uh, you know, it's always a great sign for us when de developers and product people are telling us about something they've read lately or, or, or they've done a new certification and something completely different than what they work on day to day. It's, it speaks a lot to their kind of character and what they're, how they will fit into the team. So that's a huge part of our hiring strategies, looking for those kind of tenants within an individual's personality if they're interested in learning, if education is a key component of their existence, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work really well with us. So you, you're hiring developers, product managers. Um, what about sales and biz dev roles? Do you have any additional people on your team doing that? Are you doing it as the owner? What's yeah. that one? Great question. So at uh, we're the size of our firm right now, we're about 20 people. So as of right now, I lead business development and sales. So that's my responsibility. We have a small marketing team, which is responsible for, you know, things like writing, editing, content, and producing video. We have a YouTube series and a TikTok and Instagram series um, that comes out every week to complement our newsletter. That's called What's Happening. And, you know, without that team of, of, of individuals that can do certain different things, we have a writer, our video editor is awesome, as well as our... You know, we have a, a, a administrative assistant that looks after just take, putting the pieces together. So we kind of a almost a hodgepodge team of marketing. We've no full time people that are involved in the marketing, but we have different contractors that are really good at specific parts of the puzzle, and it comes together to do what we want to do. Now, that's not to yeah. say that that's the way we're going to stay. I think for me personally, you know, being the only salesperson on the team currently, it's tough. And um, I think especially as our marketing starts to work, it means more work for for me. And I think. You know, in the coming six months, for sure, that's a that's a hire that we'll be we'll be looking for for sure. Marketing agencies have to take such a different approach to marketing and sales and all of that than a lot of other companies do, especially compared to like the staff and 
platform as a service kind of companies that we often see giving recommendations on how to do this, that, and the other thing that just doesn't work for marketing agencies because it's totally different business model. Um, (laughs) Do you have any advice for how to kind of evaluate what you should do for sales and marketing as an agency service provider, as opposed to some of the other advice you might hear pretty often from technology companies? Let's talk about two different sizes, obviously like sales and marketing. Um, On the sales side of things, I think at the size of the company that we're at right now, I think having the founder leading sales is very, very beneficial. Like we have had salespeople in the past and I found personally that it's, I yield a lot of power because I'm the owner, because I'm the founder and I have the opportunity and the luxury to kind of move things a lot faster than they would if an individual was there. So I think, you know, for a team like me bringing on more sales, it's it's to complement and scale what I can do at the beginning until someone's really trained up and really, you know, understands how three advanced works. So that's certainly from from the sales side. I don't think we'd want to bring someone fresh off the street. Either they're super, super experienced and something beyond what we would be able to support financially and for their own ambition. Uh, so I think sales has got to come from within, but marketing as well. Marketing, um, that's that's the puzzle that we're still trying to solve. We, we would like to bring someone in full-time and we're, we look at how other people are doing that. Some people outsource their marketing almost completely. It's firms like us and it seems to work very, very well. I think what we're still trying to do is, is be sure and confident about how we're doing it and then decide, well, does it scale from within or does it scale you know, from bringing outside forces? And uh, you know that's part of like our uh, you know what what we're working through this year and something that's on the tip of a tip of my mind as well. Yeah, well, and your agency is right at the size where it's you know you've got this potential for exponential growth to become like a fifty person agency uh, next, right. but you're at that mark where it's like okay, that's the next leap. Uh, there's a lot of gap to jump over to get there though. Uh, totally. So it's an totally. interesting time. You know, growth is always difficult. And I think especially with some of the other, um, with the other agencies that are in the Bureau of Digital, like you and I are members of, you know, they've talked about different stages of companies and how difficult it is to jump to different stages. And when you hit the next stage, all is good for a while while you've got that going. But then when you scale, like, when you need to scale again, it's an entire new problem. You know, we had a situation where, you know, in the middle of the pandemic or just shortly into the pandemic, instead of what we were worried about in sales going down, suddenly we went, we rocketed up and that's a whole new problem. And suddenly you've got twice as much work as you're used to and you've got to sort of scale a little bit back in order to get a hold of that again. So we're in a situation, well, a year later, where we're, we've got this nice machine that's working very well as it is right now, but we know just around the corner, we're going to take another step up. And, uh, you know, with that, we want to be very, very intentional about it. And that goes into, you know, even things like investments in sales and marketing. You know, what do we want right now? We don't want to, this huge step up. We want to gradually take smaller steps so we're not, you know, biting off more than we can chew or or doing disservice to the clients that we have right now. You know, we've, as any agency owner will say, you know, there's been very difficult times and they are often associated with either, either you know, lack of sales and, and having to downsize or the other side, which is like growth. And especially when you're doing big step growth and have to have to deal with the ramifications of that, of a team that's really not set up to handle it yet. I always think of it like succulent plants you can overwater it and it will die. Um, And it can last for a while on very little water. The perfect amount of sunshine, like most agencies, they just need enough to to get by. Uh, But eventually it does need water again. You do have to have sales coming in the door. Absolutely, Um, absolutely. It it never goes away. And I think that's, you know, as as an owner, and I think I, I I would assume a lot of other owners are like this. It's like, you know, once you've gone through what you feel is like the rock bottom of a situation, it might be, it might be sales. It's like, 
you thought you were about to you know, cut the company in half because sales were not going very well. Once you go through a sort of cataclysmic event like that, the next time it's a hell of a lot easier. You know, number one, you're preparing for it. You, you diversify your options a little bit more, but also you know, you know how how much time to give it, how much how much patience you need, and how much you've got to dig deep and make sure that um, you're not allowing the situation to to spark any any bad moves. You know, you could be very yeah. sort of intentional about it all. You can see the warning signs a lot sooner, and you can decide: do I need to dig my heels in, or do I need to cut Absolutely. deeper now to keep the infection from spreading? So let's get a little controversial for a minute. Is there anything within the greater marketing industry that you strongly disagree with? Oh, that's a good question. I feel as a creative firm um, that our market needs to include our creativity and our expertise. It's not as easy to outsource it. This isn't, you know... um, small small firm that is repeated in the same everywhere. We as an agency are very, very different than some of the other agencies at the same size that potentially do the same, use the same technology or the same kind of work. We are very, very different. We want to show our creativity. We want to show our passion. We want to um, really identify what it is, what it's like to work with three, with three advance and not just, you know, we started a few years ago by saying, hey, let's show case studies and, and screenshots of our work. And that's all we need, you know, see beautiful app and people will want beautiful apps and then they'll come to us. Well, that's not, it's not important enough. You know, we need to have, we need to show that we are creative, that we care about what we do, we're passionate about what we do and that we're, we're personable. And that's really the key. You know, if we talk about the newsletter and, and our video series, it really is like, Hey, these, these are the people you're going to see day in, day out. Even if there's only 10 people viewing, you know, we had one of our clients who was, she, she's only on board with us a month and a half. And she's telling me, I love your newsletter. I love your videos. It's awesome to see you and Kate pop on every week. And even for that one client to give that experience of being part of this thing that's exciting and fun and, you know, on the cusp of technology, these are startups, even if they're non-technical or they don't have an internal team, they want to be along for the ride. They want to have the startup experience. And I think, you know, our team sort of like combines and joins together with their team and gives them part of that full, you know, startup experience. And I think that shines through some of our marketing. And I think it's very difficult to get that message through without a lot of time and energy by humans on our side. So it's not a box box cuttered situation. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with your assessment of marketing agencies needing to really put their expertise on the forefront of how they approach relationship building, how they approach their marketing materials, how they approach sales conversations, um, because people need, they need help bridging that trust gap, right? There's a lot of uncertainty in that divide and they they want people to help get yeah. them over to the other side of where they're trying to go, where they're trying to get to, especially with what you're dealing with. Um, and that chasm is just so wide. Um, do you think that the way agencies oftentimes keep their people in the background as opposed to putting them at the forefront of their marketing efforts is holding them back? I think it's kind of, well, because that's twofold, because in some ways, agencies, on unlike a lot of other businesses, well, like maybe it's a tech thing, you know, on their website, the about page, they always have the faces of people. Lots of faces. This is this is all the faces, but and some get a little bit more creative for the faces switch and you say their their favorite, you know, their their interests and their passions and their sports or whatever else. And that's kind of cool. But I think like right now the world is all about video. Like everyone is consuming content on video. I think that's I think that's an important shift that I think that's that more agencies need to make because um, if that's the way most people are receiving their content, we've got to try to step up there and do this do that too. And I think I would love to see innovation in agency websites that bring video into the fold more and not not shiny video about 
about the products they're creating, but about their people. Um, you know, some firms do it very well. Um, I know, you know, I think there's there's a group called Focus Labs that do really good interviews with clients, and I love because it shows the personality dynamics between a client and the the the, the agency people, and it's, it's it's great. So I love that kind of that kind of thing. But I think there's a lot more opportunity. Um, there's a lot more opportunity to bring video and people to the forefront more than just a photograph or a blurb. You know, let's let's hear them. Let's see what a conversation might be like. Let's get a sense of their personality, their passion, yeah. and everything else. You're so right. When I was the director of marketing for an agency, one of my favorite projects that we did was about videos uh, with everyone on the team. Yeah. And they're they're like 60 second clips. Um, we, you know, we got everyone together when we did a, an agency get together in Michigan. And it was so much fun to get to hear all these random facts about people and just ask <laughs> silly questions and let their personalities yeah. really shine through in the video. And by far, those pieces of content were the most engaged with because they're human, they're relatable, and they're they're irrelevant to the actual day-to-day totally. operations of business, but they matter for creating the human connection that's needed to keep relationships moving forward. Yeah, yeah. There are, you know, any our clients and clients of other agencies who are about to embark on a journey that's not going to be fun all the time. You know, there's gonna there's it's so important to have a relationship and understand that there's people with, with goals and feelings and everything else. And you know, to know that there's a real person there, you know, especially when everything's online. It used to be we need to know where they are so that we can go knock the door if there's a problem. Well, you know, that's not always possible now, with, especially with after, well, through the pandemic, when I, I probably only can only presume a lot of agencies have spread their spread their you know focus across the country rather than in their backyard. And, you know, there needs to be a human to human connection and and appreciation for people and, and how they act. Do you see any other good ways for marketing agencies to be better about that? I think, as I say, video is very, very important. Internally, like this isn't a marketing thing. This is more of a client relations and process thing that we believe in. It's it's making sure that our clients have access and interactions with all of the team. The biggest problem is that they're just meeting one person. And well, what if that one person disappears? But also it gives a sense of more empathy for the developer from the client. And there's more empathy for the clients from the developer. And so again, it's not a marketing question. It's more of a, a process and, and values and you know day-to-day activities thing. Um, but super, yeah. super important. Hey, account managers are the best marketers and salespeople on the team, right? <laughs> right on. <laughs> they, they should be anyway. It doesn't mean they are right now, but they should. Thank you again to Paul for coming on and talking about what he's done with his agency, really moving forward. Um, there's a couple of takeaways that I just want to draw attention back to. I really liked Paul bringing up with the fact that remote culture doesn't just happen naturally anywhere. Even if you have a remote and in-office hybrid model, um, you have to foster and facilitate connection when you're in virtual environments. The same that you have to do with your employees, you have to do with your client relationships too. If you don't have clients coming back into the office and if you don't have employees going to see clients anymore and everything's virtual, the ways that you have to facilitate relationship building are much more nuanced now because you're between a screen all the time. So make sure that you're being intentional about building relationships with your employees and with your clients as well. And then finally, uh, about marketing and sales for your agency, which is the bane of so many agencies' existence. Make sure that your people are passionate about what they're doing and then get them at the front of your marketing efforts. They don't have to be salespeople officially, but account managers should be selling. They should be identifying problems that existing clients have 
and helping uh, helping them know what solutions are available and that you can implement for them. Likewise, in your marketing materials, talking about what's happening, the, the new things that are going on and getting more visibility of your individual contributors on your team out to prospective uh, audience members on your social media, through your email marketing, your inbound marketing plan in general, um, and having them on blogs and uh, LinkedIn articles, those kinds of things, getting them out to events, getting them doing webinars. There's so many options, getting them to do podcasts like this one. You've got so many options and you really just need to tap into that, get, get their faces out there, get some videos going, help them be recognized as authorities as well. Not just your agency name, their names as well. That will help you build clientele, retain clientele, retain top talent. The benefits list goes on and on from there. But that rounds it out for today's episode of Recalibre Agency, where we're hearing stories of the trials and triumphs of agency life from agency owners and marketing leaders. I'm your host, Danielle Photo, and we'll talk to you more soon.